Hey there, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. I want to quickly tell you about the summer promotion that my travel agency is offering for Disney Cruise Line. If you book a new cruise and travel by September 30th, you'll be eligible for $50 in onboard credit on top of our already great rates. And if it's a cruise for seven nights or longer, you'll get an extra $100 in onboard credit. If you're planning to cruise this summer, you don't want to miss out on this offer. Of course, if you're looking to book a cruise further into the future, I would love to help you with that as well. If you're interested or if you'd like more information, send me an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 136 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and in today's episode, Alyssa and I, say hi Liz. Hey. Are once again going back to the basics for the second episode in our DCL 101 series. But first, I'm sending out one more call for help. I am working on a project, and I'm looking for stories of Disney Cruise cast members who have provided memorable experiences for you. If you have a story and would be willing to share it with me and ultimately others, please reach out to me. I plan to share the stories in a future episode. So whatever your story is, long, short, funny, heartwarming, I want to hear it. Uh, there's a link on my social media pages to a website called SpeakPipe. You don't have to create an account. You don't have to sign up for anything, nothing. All you do is go to the site and record your message using your phone. It's super simple. I've had quite a few submissions already, so thank you to those who uh, have sent your stories. But I'm looking for as many as I can get. If you could send them by Tuesday, May 30th, uh, it would be much appreciated. So thank you in advance for that. All right, Liz, are you ready to do this? I am ready. All right. I am calling this episode Getting to Know the Fleet because we are going to do just that. We're going to talk about all the Disney Cruise Line ships, um, what each one has to offer, their similarities, their differences, things like that. And as I mentioned in the first DCL 101 episode, my goal for these shows is to provide information for newer and less experienced cruisers and hopefully mix in some things that will be helpful for the Disney Cruise veterans as well. So let's get to it shall we let's do it all right so to kick this one off we're going to start with a little quiz and i did not prepare you for this so oh, all right so as you know uh disney cruise line currently has five ships in the fleet the dream the fantasy the magic the wonder and the wish can you put them in order of their maiden voyages okay i think i can <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do uh, it. All right, let me talk it through. So the oldest is the magic. I know that. And then the wonder, because they'd go together. Yep. That's the magic class ships. And then the other two I always mix up, but if it's dream class, then dream nice. came first. And then fantasy and then the wish. Very impressive. Nailed it. 100%. <laughs> I'm so don't, proud. Don't act, do not act so surprised. <laughs> it's, it's insulting. <laughs> so the Wonder and the Magic debuted back in the late 90s, making them the oldest ships in the fleet, like you said. But really, Disney 
cruise line does a really good job of maintaining the ships, so they never look or feel too outdated. And you know, each ship has gone through several rounds of dry dock to make changes and updates since their original builds. The Dream and Fantasy debuted in 2011 and 2012, respectively, and have also gone through some dry dock enhancements on the, of their own. And of course, we know the Disney Wish made her maiden voyage just last year in 2022, and so. Each ship falls within a certain class, and normally when cruise lines build new ships, they build a, a certain amount of ships that fall within the same class, which means that they follow you know, a similar design, almost like a template. This helps them keep costs down because they don't have to start from scratch, basically, with each new build. So the ships will look similar and, you know, in general, will have a similar layout. Obviously, there are custom changes they can make based on new ideas, new technology, to, or to... Um, the fit a new destination or changes in demographics, things like that. But in general, ships within the same class are going to have a similar feel and appearance. And with all that being said, the Disney Cruise Line currently has three different classes, and lists mention two of them. The Magic and the Wonder fall within the Magic class, and the Dream and the Fantasy fall within the Dream class. And you may notice a pattern there in the naming convention, and it's something that lists used to kind of put the ships in order but historically the name of the class became the name of the first ship in that class so there was lots of speculation i don't know if you remember this list yep about the name of the wish when disney cruise line announced that its next three ships would would fall within the triton class so there was some you know some speculation that the ship would be called potentially be called the disney triton but <laughs> i think that was Mostly dismissed because it, it didn't fall within, you know, kind of the existing naming convention of the rest of the fleet. It doesn't fit with the rest, but it's a great name. Right? I, I said the same thing when it came out. I was like, that's a cool, first of all, a cool name for the class of ships. But yeah, I said yeah, I, I said the same. I think that would be a, a cool name for, uh, for one of the new ships. So anyway, we soon learned that the first ship in the Triton class would actually be called the Disney Wish. And then we know there's two more on the way. And of course, we, we now know that the next ship will be called the Disney Treasure which is expected to, to debut sometime near the end of 2024. Not much is known about, you know, the third ship and, and final ship in the Triton class. There's some speculation about when the, um, the launch date will be, but I'm not going to get into that for this episode. And speaking of unknowns, there is one more ship that's expected to be added to the fleet sometime in 2025. So for the first time, Disney Cruise Line purchased a partially built ship that will be retrofitted for the Disney brand. Its current name is the Global Dream, but obviously, you know, we expect that that will change before its uh, its official launch. What are your thoughts on the Global Dream list? I don't like it. I guess I'm <laughs> fine with it. I'm fine with it, like, being out in Asia because I don't have any plans to go there, but... <laughs> But yeah, I, I does I like how the other ones go together. And yes. Oh my gosh, I, I feel the same way. Like as I don't know, a Disney Cruise Line purist, I guess it just seems weird that they you know have all these ships that are so similar in the way they look and and their design, and then they just go and purchase this one that is just completely different than the other ones. And but maybe they'll surprise us and they'll. It'll be fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're going to try to make it look as, as much like the other ships as they can, but, it, you know, the design is completely different. So anyway, that was a little uh, a rabbit trail there. So now that you have a basic understanding of the Disney Cruise Line fleet, let's talk specifically about the similarities and the differences between their physical appearances. I mentioned before that each ship within a certain class will have a similar appearance and layout, but with the Disney Cruise Line fleet, 
You'll notice that all of the ships have a similar style, and that's kind of what we were just referring to. This is because when the company was originally laying out plans for the cruise line, it was important to the Imagineers and, and to the executives that the ships resemble the elegance and grandeur of a, a classic ocean liner with, you know, kind of the dark hull, the white top, red funnels. And the original design was actually based off of the RMS Queen Mary cruise ship. So fun fact, Liz, what color is the hull of the Disney uh, of the Disney ships? Like, you know, right. like the bottom part, the, the quote unquote black part of the ships. Like the name of it? Yeah. Do you remember the name of it? No, I don't remember the name of it. I so, had a feeling you were going to ask me that too. <laughs> <laughs> so is it black? No. <laughs> so you're right. It's, it's it's navy blue. Well, yeah, it's it's meant to look black. Um the but the designers thought that black was too sinister for a Disney ship. So it's actually a mix of about 87% black and about 13% blue. Uh and it's almost also rumored to have a specific name. I I think it's just a rumor. I don't know if it's actually called this, but or maybe it is. I don't know. It's supposedly called Monica Blue. And the story is that while they were deciding on the color, one of the Imagineers, his name was John Hench, noticed a woman on the team whose, whose name was Monica. Uh, she was wearing a pair of blue pants, but nobody could tell what the actual color was. So it's rumored that the paint color is called Monica Blue after the pants that Monica happened to be wearing on, oh. on this day. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. It'd be cool to be Monica, right? That's what I was thinking. How lucky. <laughs> but I I, I love the look of the Disney Cruise Line fleet. Don't you think it makes them kind of stand out from the other cruise lines? I love it. Like when a when there's a Disney ship docked at a port with other cruise lines, the they, they stand out to me as, as much more appealing to look at. You can tell that... Some of the other cruise lines didn't have a, a heavy focus on sort of the design aesthetic because, <laughs> in my opinion, some of them are just ugly. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little harsh and just showing my bias. We're so biased, but I agree. It's just it's just different when the you know when the ships are kind of import next to each other, and you can tell that the Disney ships just have a an appearance to them that is is satisfying. Very sharp. Uh, the global dream, as I mentioned, is going to look quite a bit different because it. Obviously, it wasn't originally built by Disney Cruise Line, but from, you know, the design drawings that we've seen, they're, they're going to match the color scheme and they, you know, they may make some physical modifications to the extent that they can uh, to make it resemble the others. So we'll see how that looks. I, I'm not a fan of the global dream, but. They never take our advice. Never. I One day. One day. <laughs> we have really good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> There are some other physical differences among the classes. So the size is the most obvious one. The Magic class ships are the smallest, weighing in at about 83,000 gross tons. Do you know how much that is, Liz? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I have no concept of how, how big, how much that actually is. It's a, it's, it weighs a lot. Uh, with a maximum capacity of about 3,500, which includes both passengers and crew. The Dream Class ships are quite a bit larger at about 130,000 gross tons and a maximum capacity of 5,500. Uh, and wouldn't you say the difference is pretty noticeable when you're on board between those two sh class ships? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The The Magic Class ships feel much smaller and it's, you know, it's a lot easier to get around. You feel it when you have a room at one end or the other and you have yeah. to walk. Remember, <laughs> to the other remember, end when, of the we ship? Had, remember when we yes, had that the very room tip. On, the, on the fantasy, the very front of the ship? 
Yeah, we took a video. We wanted a video of like walking into the room for the first time. We were out of breath. It was the longest video ever, too, because it took so long to walk down the hallway. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a good room, though. It was a good room. It was, it, was, it was one of those rooms that looks literally looks out the front of the ship. So it was a, definitely a unique perspective, but just so far away from everything. The Triton-class ships are slightly larger than the Dream-class ships, just in terms of weight at 144,000 gross tons, but they're nearly the same size as the Dream-class ships in terms of um, length, height, and maximum capacity. They are also powered by liquid natural gas, which burns cleaner and reduces emissions. You remember when we were in our staterooms on the preview cruise getting ready to to get off the ship, and the 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 fueling barge pulled up beside us. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And do you remember they came on and made an announcement in the rooms? No. You don't remember that? So they came on and made an announcement that you had to close all your all the veranda doors. Oh, yes. No open lights, flames, no smoking. Yep. And they, they, they made you discontinue cell phone use on the open decks. Anyway... So one of the, I'll also add quickly that the, the Global Dream is, is significantly larger than the Disney Wish and will accommodate many more passengers. And I, I forgot to look up the statistics, though, so I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. It's much bigger than, uh, than the, uh, the Triton-class ships. In terms of layout, the Magic, the Wonder, the Dream, and the Fantasy are pretty similar. Wouldn't you say just in terms of layout, where things are located? Yes, definitely, because you can... Go from ship to ship and feel like you've already been on it before. Right. Even if it's a new ship. Yeah. The the dining rooms are generally in the same locations on the ships. They all have three elevator banks at the forward, midship, and aft. Kids clubs, adult pull deck, you know, things like that. The Wish, and presumably the rest of the the Triton class, has a, a completely different layout, which I think is, I think it's driven primarily by the switch to the the two elevator banks. I'm not going to get into the specifics of what makes the layout different, but just know that it's <laughs> it's going to feel a lot different than uh, than the other four ships in the fleet. And depending which ship you sail on, you may also know that the theming is a bit different. Uh, the theming on the older ships is centered around different art styles. So the Magic and the Dream have an Art Deco theme, while the Wonder and the Fantasy have an Art Nouveau theme. I have no eye for art, so I, I, I couldn't really spot the differences. But you know, those who are more sophisticated than me uh, probably could tell the difference. But I can't. Do you have an eye for art, Liz? No, absolutely not. <laughs> they, those four ships are, I would say, are the same team. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the wish, the wish. I can see that that has a different theming, but the other four. Yeah. So with the wish, the the designers decided to pivot away from kind of a, a cohesive theme throughout the ship and instead went with the theme of enchantment. So this theme, I think, is pretty noticeable. You know, the Grand Hall was designed to imitate a, a castle at sea. The staterooms all have a, a Disney princess theme and the color palette is very regal and majestic and elegant. And in contrast to that, it has already been announced that the Disney Treasure will have an adventure theme, which I'm super excited about. I just I feel like they could do a, a lot of different things with this, and, and they have so many stories and, and characters that they could pull from. But, I mean, the big difference already that you can tell is is sort of the color palette. It's more of a, you know, darker, darker tones, uh, you know, greens and, and darker colors. So, And then lastly, they each have their own personal touches, which... I think are kind of highlighted by the character statues in the lobby and, you know, the ones that are hanging off the, the stern of the ships. 
and you may have seen this coming list, but I have another quiz for you. Can you name the lobby statues uh, on each of the ships? Okay. <laughs> my fear my fear is that people listening are going to be like, why am I listening to a podcast when I know more than this person? <laughs> if I get them wrong. So don't it, It's okay. There's, this is a judgment-free zone. It's, it's just you and me. We're just talking, you know? <laughs> okay. I could probably name all the statues. I don't know if I know which one they go in, though. Uh, so the wish was the most recent one we've been on two, twice in a row, and so that was Cinderella. Yep. I think the first ship. I think the magic is, is Mickey. Specifically, Helmsman Mickey. Yeah, with his little steering wheel. It kind of reminds kind of reminds me of like Steamboat Willie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess so. <laughs> okay. So Mickey Cinderella. There's like a flapper mini. Yes, Mademoiselle Minnie on yeah. the fantasy. Mademoiselle, I couldn't think of that word. Mm. Ariel, I think that is on the wonder, right? Yes, because that, that's what we're doing. Ne- yep. We're doing that next. Yep. So you're missing the dream, Donald. Donald yes. or Goofy? Admiral Go- Donald, Donald is on the dream. Admiral Donald. Nice Donald. Job. I knew it was like a classic. Nice job. All right, what about the stern characters? Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so on the wish, it's Rapunzel. Yep. We can figure this out. One of them has like Huey, Dewey, and Louie or something with Donald. That's right. Which one? I'll give you. Good is job. Is it the dream? That's the is wonder. The That's the wonder. Oh. Donald and his nephews. Okay. Goofy's on one. Yep, the magic. Uh, Dumbo is on one. Right, the fantasy. And... The dream is the one you struggle with, apparently. <laughs> Uh, when was the last time we were on the dream? It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Well, I know that. Is that the only one I have left? Yes. There's like a Fantasia Mickey. Yes, Sorcerer Mickey. Yeah. I'd say so you nailed it. I'd say you. Thank you. Got like a hundred on that. Whoa! Thank you. Yeah, very impressive. Nice work. Put you on the spot. Came through. See, nothing to be nothing to be ashamed about. <laughs> so, another thing that makes the ships unique is the itineraries that they offer, obviously. So, depending on the season, you'll find Disney ships departing from different ports all around the world. The Wish, so far, has only cruised out of Port Canaveral on three- and four-night Bahamian cruises that visit Nassau and Disney's private island, Castaway Key. The Fantasy also sails exclusively out of Port Canaveral, mostly on seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises. But there's some other unique itineraries that get get mixed in there a little bit, like the eight-night cruise to Bermuda or the ten-night cruises to the Southern Caribbean or some Castaway Key double dips. The Magic now cruises mostly Bahamian and Western Caribbean cruises from lots of different home ports, Miami, Galveston, uh, Galveston, Texas, New Orleans, and Fort Lauderdale, but the Magic has also in the past cruised from San Diego and through the Panama Canal and, and still has some of those uh, those San Diego cruises on the schedule. But with more ships being added to the fleet, it, it remains to be seen whether Disney Cruise Line will still offer Panama Canal cruises because it won't it won't be necessary really for the ships to to reposition, um, at least you know, through the Panama Canal. The the wonder appears to be ready to serve the West Coast market permanently between San Diego and Alaska, along with recent new destinations to Hawaii, Australia, and New Zealand. And then beginning this summer, the dream will take over the European cruises during the summer months. We got to go on a European cruise. Yeah, we do. And then once back in the U.S., the dream will mostly cruise Western Caribbean and Bahamian cruises from Fort Lauderdale and Bermuda cruises from New York. 
And when the treasure comes, it could completely shake up the entire schedule. So so that'll be fun to watch. And then I should also mention that they there are cruises on the schedule that will be visiting Lighthouse Point, um, Disney Cruise Line's new private destination in the Bahamas. Uh, right now, only the Fantasy and the Magic are going there next summer, but I would expect that that would change. So that was a very broad overview of the entire fleet. Let's talk a little bit about each one individually and some of the, the specific things that you might find on each one. But first, there's a few things that all of them have in common in terms of restaurants, lounges, amenities, things like that. So we'll talk about those first, and then we'll get into the individual ships themselves. All the ships have spaces for kids and teenagers under the age of 18. Each one has an Oceaneers Club for kids ages 3 to 12. Um, and they have similar amenities for the most part. I, I'm not going to get into the specific differences on each one. But the kids, you know, they'll have slightly different experiences depending on which ship they're on. But they're, they're relatively similar. The Magic, Wonder, Dream, and Fantasy also have an Oceaneers Lab, which is basically just an extension of the Oceaneers Club where they, you know, they normally offer like hands-on activities and perform experiments, things like that. On the Wish, they just combine it all into one large space. It's just an Oceaneers Club. Each of the ships also has a space for tweens ages 11 to 14 called The Edge and for teenagers ages 14 to 17 called The Vibe. The Vibe is definitely the coolest, in my opinion, on the Dream and the Fantasy because it's, it has its own outdoor sun deck, which is located out on the bow of the ship. Have you seen that, list? I don't think so. It's cool. Like, you know, when you're out in the front of the ship looking you know, on the upper deck and you can look down on the bow... They have the, you know, that's a sun deck for the the teenagers. That is really uh, cool. On those ships, so that's cool. Uh, these spaces all have video games, TVs, modern places to hang out and, you know, put on formal activities like karaoke, dance parties, talent shows, things like that. I used to love these spaces when I was a teenager. How old were you on your first cruise list? It was after you were a teenager, right? <laughs> it was our one year anniversary. Oh, <laughs> so right. we were married. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, definitely 20... after you were a teenager. The Wish is the only one of the ships, for now anyway, that has a a dedicated hangout spot for newly crowned adults ages 18 to 20, which is called the Hideaway. So it was kind of cool to, um, for them to have a space for those, for those, uh, those folks. Cause they were sort of the, the forgotten crowd on Disney cruise line before that four out of the five ships. So the, excluding the wish have an animators palette restaurant, which is slightly different between the magic class and the dream class ships. I tend to prefer the magic class version, which is a little more classic and, and, you know, features less technology, but both are really fun. And I enjoy, I enjoy them a lot. The, the animation magic show that's, regularly offered on the dream class ships is one of the the best dining experiences that the fleet has to offer and um occasionally we'll get that on the magic class ships depending on the length of your cruise but that's a, a really fun uh dining experience all five ships have three main dining restaurants which i think we're gonna list here in a minute they all have a buffet restaurant on the four older ships it's called cabanas and on the wish it's called marceline market all the ships have apollo restaurant which is exclusively for adults and it's not included in the cost of your cruise um they'll you know they all have three feature shows in the walt disney theater they all offer funnel vision movies and entertainment on the pool deck they all have a cove cafe where you can get you know purchase specialty coffees and all have bibbity bobbity boutiques and finally they all have a dedicated space for uh for family events and games so on the older ships it's called the d lounge and on the wish it's called luna so i i think that covers all the things that you know they generally have in common. But for the most part, I would say, regardless of which ship you were on, 
the the entertainment options and kind of overall experience are 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 pretty similar. Would you agree, Liz? Yep. Yeah. So the things you can do are, are pretty similar across the fleet. All right. Let's uh, let's get to the individual sh- ships themselves. So all the ships have a sail away party. Uh, on the Magic, it's called Mickey's Sail Wave Party. We have not done this one yet. Actually, did we do that on our on our Marvel Day at Sea cruise? We might have done it on that cruise. I think uh, it was. We would, we would not have skipped it. No, but I think it was. I think it was just debuting right around that time. And I don't know if it was right before or right after. Okay, so that was 2020. Yeah. Right before the shutdown. Yeah, so I, I can't remember if we had... I'm pretty sure it was new right around that time, so I don't remember if we saw it or not. But anyway, Mickey's Sail Wave Party. The Magic has three stage shows, Tangled the Musical, Disney Dreams, and Enchanted Classic, which I think is I think is still my favorite show across the fleet. It's one of those, like, what do you call them? Just a show that has a, a general storyline and a bunch of Disney songs and characters mixed into it. I... I'm a sucker for those shows. Tangled the Musical is really awesome. I mean, that's a, a really good like Broadway caliber show. And then Twice Charmed, an original twist on the Cinderella story is the third show that's offered. You saw that one, yep. right, Liz? Twice Charmed? I think I've only seen it once. Yeah, and I remember, I think yes. Emily was pretty young and yep. she was asleep in my arms and I ended up taking her back to the room instead of sitting through that one. So I have not seen that one all the way through. Uh, the main dining restaurants on the Magic, I already mentioned Animator's Palette, but Rapunzel's Royal Table, which is, I think, one of the best Amazing. restaurants on the fleet. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, the entertainment is really cool. Rapunzel comes around and, and visits all the uh, all the tables, and the pub thugs are a lot of fun. Really Very interactive. Personal. Yeah, really interactive. And, uh, and it also has the... The dessert that is served in the skillet, which I yes. Really <laughs> nightclubs and lounges. The Magic has Fathoms, which is sort of your nightclub uh, area. It has Keys, which is kind of a uh, a piano bar. The D Lounge I mentioned. Uh, O'Gills, which is a uh, it's like a pub. And before the pandemic, before everything shut down. O'Gills used to do a snuggly duckling overlay on the nights that uh, that Tangled was offered in the Walt Disney Theater, which was so cool. Did yeah, you go down there really when cool. we when they yeah. did the snuggly duckling? It's so cool because they, you know, they, I don't know, they just turned it into the the snuggly they duckling. They like the menus and the pup thugs are walking around and talking to everyone. Yep, yep, and they have a yeah exactly, and they play a they play a game. It's like a Tangled version of bingo. I can't remember the name of it. I should have looked it up. Anyway, they that is not being offered currently, unfortunately. And I'm hoping that they bring the, it back soon. The Snuggly Duckling? They haven't yet. Yeah, exactly. They don't do the overlay right now. Um, and then the last lounge is the Signals Bar, which is uh, it's the bar next to the Quiet uh, Cove pool. Uh, on the pool deck, you have Goofy's Pool, which is located midship. You have the Aqua Lab, which is which is kind of fun. It's like a, a large splash pad, with, you know, buckets that dump on your head. There's like fountains and stuff. So the kids, the kids like those. Uh, they have the Quiet Cove Pool for adults, and they have the Aqua Dunk, which is a a water slide that you know you stand in this like case. And then there's a countdown, and then the floor drops out from underneath you, and you you know you slide down the slide. It goes out over the side of the ship. It's a really quick ride, but I think it's I think it's fun. Yeah. Did you like the aqua dunk? <laughs> <laughs> Not my favorite. Uh, sounds like, like it. Everything. Yeah, 
for sports, they the uh, the Magic has the Wide World of Sports deck, which is located on the upper deck all the way forward. It's like a basketball court and and then like a multi-purpose area. But the thing about the the Wide World of Sports deck on the Magic of the Wonder is the nets are super low. So if you're shooting a basketball, you, you really can't shoot a ball without it hitting the nets. So I I remember being a kid and playing basketball in, in that that bar there, but. <laughs> It also has a running track, so if you're interested in you know going for a jog or something on your cruise, you can do that. It goes all the Some way around. People are like into that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not not us. We're like no exercise on I vacation. I've occasionally type gone to a gym, but I'm not going for a run. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Let's get to the wonder. Again, has Mickey's sail a wave party? So those uh, the magic, the wonder, both have the same sail away party. Uh, stage shows, Frozen, a musical spectacular. So we'll see that one yes. uh, next month, which I'm excited about because we haven't seen that one yet. Disney Dreams, an enchanted classic, and the Golden Mickey's, which is another classic one that I really, really love. Yes. Have you seen the Golden Mickey's? Oh, you did on the 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 last Alaska yes, cruise. Yes, but we've been on the Wonder <laughs> since Alaska. Yeah, because William was on it. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But it, it did no, not it have, frozen have Frozen on it yet. And it also did not have Tiana's Place, right, the, right. the main it dining restaurant, Mickey's, which I'm really excited It did have Golden Mickey's, but not Frozen about. or Tiana's Place. A lot of people say that Tiana's Place is the I've best heard, restaurant I've heard it's better fleet. than so Rapunzel, even, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited for that one. And then Triton's is the other one that's different. I'm not a big fan of really any of the, the main lobby restaurants. Yeah, they're fine. They're just... Yeah, they're, they're good fine, restaurants, exactly. but they're just not as fun as character-themed restaurants. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they don't have any, you know, entertainment, interactions, anything like that. You're right. Um, lounges and clubs on the Wonder. Uh, Azure is the nightclub. Cadillac Lounge is kind of the the adult hangout spot. You know, they'll do they'll do live music and stuff there. Uh, they have the French Quarter Lounge, which is located right outside of Tiana's place, and you know it's kind of a you know a bar where you can hang out, and they'll do live music there as well. Crown and Finn is the pub on the Wonder, and then you also have a Signals Bar, which is located next to the Quiet Cove Pool. Uh, on the pool deck, you have Goofy's Pool, which is midship, so same as the Magic. You have the Aqua Lab, you have the Quiet Cove Pool, and uh, there was something. Oh. The Ma- the Wonder is the only ship in the fleet that does not have a feature water slide or water attraction. Oh, that's so. why it's good for Alaska, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and after you know, after the Magic went through dry dock, and the Wonder was going in next, we, you know, we sort of assumed it would get something like that, and and it didn't. All right, let's move to the Dream class ships. We'll start with the Dream. The sail away party on the Dream is called Sailing Away. Uh, we've definitely done this one. I think the sail away parties are are fun. It's just a, a fun way to kick off the show. It's you know very high energy. You know music. The characters come out and dance around. So we we like going to the sail away parties. I recommend getting a spot up on the upper decks to you know to kind of watch. But if you want to be sort of like in the action, you can be right you know right down front and center like on the pool deck and stuff. So to me, it, to me, it always signals like vacation is officially starting. Right. Exactly. Yep. Same. Uh, the stage shows on the Dream, Beauty and the Beast, which I think is the best show, you know, production-wise on the fleet. It's it's amazing. You could literally, you know, you could literally take it off the ship and put it in a Broadway theater anywhere in the world, and it, you know, it would it would it would hold up. It's it's amazing. Did you like Beauty and the Beast? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Disney's Believe, uh, and the Golden Mickeys are on the dream. So all three of those, I think, are definitely worth seeing. Uh, the main dining restaurants on the dream, uh, Enchanted Garden and Royal Palace. Anything you want to add about either um, of those restaurants? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Enchanted Garden, though, has my favorite appetizer and also my favorite entree so the appetizer is that ahi tuna tower the avocado and and ahi tuna oh it's so good i usually get two whenever we eat there and then there's a a scallop dish that they have that's just so so good specialty dining on the dream so in addition to palo it has remy which we have never done and unfortunately i probably will never get to experience uh as long as i am cruising (laughs) with my family because Liz is make me feel guilty. Let's just say she's not the most adventurous eater. Is that, is that a good way to putting it? So, I like Remy. I like Remy. You mean Paulo? I mean Paulo. I like Paulo. Yeah. Uh, lounges and clubs. So on the Dream, they the Dream and the Fantasy have like a dedicated adults space for lounges and nightclubs. It's called the District on the Dream. They have the Skyline Bar, which is really cool because it has, you know, skylines from different cities across, you know, across the world and it'll change over the course of an evening from one skyline to the next and it, it, it's fun to just sit there and watch it change and see the different uh, places that they have. Uh they have the District Lounge, they have a wine and champagne bar called Pink. Uh Evolution is kind of the the nightclub. There is a Vista Cafe, and then Pub Six Eighty Seven is is the uh, is the pub on the Dream. There's also a uh, a lounge called Meridian, which is right outside Apollo. It's it kind of feels like a sort of high end lounge. It's a cool it's a cool place to to get a drink or whatever before you know before you go and to eat at Apollo. And then the uh, the bar next to the Quiet Cove pool on the Dream is called Currents. On the pool deck, you have Mickey's Pool, Donald's Pool, which is located midship. Mickey's Pool is aft. You have Nemo's Reef, which is a splash pad for the really little ones. And I have fond memories of our kids uh, on you know spending time at Nemo's Reef. Great pictures. You have the Quiet Cove pool. You have Satellite Falls, which I really like on you know on the adult pool deck on the dream and the fantasy and you have the aqueduct which is the feature water slide on the dream and the fantasy big fan of the aqueduct for sports and recreation you have goofy's sports deck which is actually located aft so on the back of the ship so for the the magic class ships it was on the front they moved it to the back for the dream class ships it also has a running track that goes the full way around i'm gonna lump the midship detective agency into this section which is kind of cool it's like a little scavenger hunt that you can do throughout the ship it's a really fun way to you know to kill some time if you're if you're looking for something to do the kids really enjoy it um you you know you you get a you get a mission basically and you you it, it sends you all around the ship trying to fu- you know try, trying to solve this the mystery or whatever it is and then the dream offers marvel days at sea it used to be the magic but the dream has taken you know took that over this year the fantasy again the sail away party is called sailing away it has Frozen, a musical spectacular for stage shows, so the same that's offered on The Wonder. It also has Disney Believe, and and then it has Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular, which also I good, think is yeah. a great show. All of those are definitely worth worth seeing. Yep, main dining restaurants, Enchanted Garden and Royal Court. So a little bit different than the Dream. 
that has the Royal Palace, but it's basically the same, you know, same theme, same type of restaurant. Uh, the Fantasy also has Remy, the adult entertainment district on the Fantasy is called Europa. It also has a Skyline Bar. Uh, La Piazza is a really cool bar. It's it's it looks kind of like a um, a merry-go-round. The Tube is the nightclub. The wine and champagne bar is called Ooh La. It also has a Vista Cafe and also has an Ogil's Pub, similar to what is offered on the Magic. Meridian and Currents are the other two bars on the Fantasy. There's nothing different on the pool deck between the Fantasy and the Dream. So, you know, it's got Mickey's Pool, Donald's Pool, Aqualab, Nemo's Reef, Quiet Cove Pool, Satellite Falls, and the Aqua Duck. Same thing for Sports and Recreation. So I won't get into those. A new theme that was offered on the Fantasy this year is Pixar Days at Sea. It used to offer Star Wars Days at Sea, but it does not anymore. And then finally, The Wish. There are two deck parties that I would highlight for The Wish. Set Sail on a Wish. That one's actually not listed on the website. And then the other one that's worth definitely worth seeing is the Pirates Rockin' Parlay Party. All the ships that have cruises to the Bahamas and the Caribbean have a pirate night. But in my opinion, this is really the only pirate party that is worth going to. Yeah, so what fun. Do you think? Very different. Very different. Live music, like live rock band. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And, and the Wish shoots fireworks from uh, you know both ends of the ship, so it's really cool. Two new stage shows on the Wish. The Little Mermaid and Disney Sees the Adventure is kind of the, the one that has the Disney music and, and, and story and Disney characters. And then something I was a little a little bit bummed about they they brought Disney's Aladdin a musical spectacular onto the Wish, which I thought they should have done a third new one, but they didn't. They did, however, add three new main dining restaurants. So you have 1923, Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure, and Worlds of Marvel. Which one's your favorite restaurant? Arendelle, on the wish list? so fun. Yeah, so fun. It's awesome. It, it's you know live music and. The characters are great. They come around to the to each of the, the tables. Whole thing is and, a, the whole thing is a sing-along. Yeah, and the musicians so are good. so good. Uh, a new specialty dining restaurant on The Wish. It's called Enchanté. And then something that's not new to Disney Cruise Line, but it's new to The Wish. So each of the, the ships have kind of quick service dining locations that are up on the pool deck. Um, the Wish has like a name for this space. Mickey and Friends Festival of Foods is located at the front of the ship and the two highlights for those are Donald's Cantina and Mickey's Smokestack Barbecue. Those are can't miss. The food is really good. Uh, some lounges and clubs. They don't have a, uh, a dedicated like district on the Wish like they do on the other ships. They're, they're, they're sort of individual spaces. So you have the Keg and Compass which is the, the pub you have Nightingales. You have uh, the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge, which is a fun experience if you're a Star Wars fan, or even just to check out. Um, and really different Star Wars from fan. any other bar and hangout lounge. Yeah, really different. Yeah, it's 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 sort of yep. immersive, right? And I think it's kind of the only immersive bar lounge experience across the fleet. So um, there's the Bayou, the Rose, and then Currents is the bar that's next to the Quiet Cove Pool. On the pool deck, you have a bunch of different character pools. So there's m many more pools on the Wish than there are on the other ships. But they're a lot smaller, and they're located kind of throughout, you know, the, the pool deck. You have the Aqua Mouse on the Wish, which is different than the Aqua Duck. They call it a water attraction instead of a water slide. And, you know, it, it's cool. I like the Aqua Mouse. I like it. Yep. 
Um, and then you have the quiet cove pool on the wish, which I have stated my <laughs> disdain for on other episodes. So I'll leave it out of this disdain. one. But I just, I hope strong that they, wording. <laughs> well, it's yes. Disdain is the word. Uh, I hope they do better on the, the treasure than they did on the wish. For sports and recreation, they have the Hero Zone, which is an enclosed kind of multi-purpose location uh, located near the back of the ship, which is awesome. It has a you know a basketball court. It has foosball tables. I think there's ping pong tables in there. They can close it off and, and do other events in there. They have the um, the Incredibles Incredicourse, yeah, which is like a, a big inflatable um, obstacle course. So I, it, that's a really cool space. Um, I, I think it'd be cool if they would do like a, I don't know, like an attraction, you know, use that space to do an attraction or something. But for what it is, I, I think it's uh it's really well done. Um, and also of note, there's no running track on the wish. So there's no track that goes the whole way around the, the, the ship. So that is kind of a rundown of what each indi- each ship has to offer individually. I know I kind of, you know, ran through that. So obviously, if anybody ever has any questions about that, please feel free to reach out to me directly. I wanted to end this one list by asking you what is your favorite ship and why? Huh. <laughs> I've answered this before as um saying the magic. And I think a huge part of that is um, the Rapunzel theming. And I just love Rapunzel. Mm. But I would never pick a cruise based off of a ship because even if I say that that's my favorite one, it's there are things about each one that I would like that I like the best. And I would kind of, if I took pieces from each ship, then I could create my own. Is that a appropriate answer (laughs) (laughs) sure yes 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 it is i don't know i really like just the character of rapunzel and the movie rapunzel but i like some of the shows on the other ship and i really like arendelle and i don't know yeah i'm not choosing all right well fair enough well i i suppose we'll accept that (laughs) as an answer all right well thank you Liz, as always for joining me and uh love to figure out what our next topic is going to be let's work on it see you later bye as a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I could do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Oh,